Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets Podcast with Ehsan Komen, Head of Emerging Markets Research EMEA. It's Friday 21st July 2023 and in this week's podcast with Ehsan, we commence our ESG series, looking at expectations from COP28 with four months to go. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hi, Esban. How are you doing today? I am good, thanks. And yourself? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. So, Esban, you and the ESG EMEA team have recently published a report covering expectations at the Conference of Parties, that's COP28, with four months to go to the event. Can you offer our listeners the key takeaways? Sure, thanks. So yes, climate negotiators met at the intersessional climate talks known as SB58. That's the 58th meeting of the subsidiary bodies. And that was at Bonn in Germany between the 5th and the 15th of June. Now, the deliberations were supposed to lay the foundations for progress to be made at COP28 in Dubai between the 29th of November and the 12th of December this year. Yet they also highlighted the many gaps that still need to be bridged. Now, the wrangling over the agenda, which was also delayed at the start of COP27 last year, did repeat itself at Bonn. Now, whilst discussions continued regardless, it did affect what is considered official and what is labelled informal, all with reverberations on the speed and the scale of progress. So parties and groupings effectively stuck mostly to their familiar negotiating positions across most of the issues at bonds. Historically, that has been proven to be the normal conduct for the international climate talks as heels are dug in for the year ahead uh, uh, COP meeting. Now, some focus on all-inclusive mitigation, and that's across all sectors and all greenhouse gases. Some focus on finance, that is who provides what and when, and others on recalibrating how adaptation is interpreted. Now, whilst some faint contours of progress were established on core issues of loss and damage, Article 6 and the Just Transition, which will form the basis of negotiations at COP28, these points and others could yet prove to be sticking points. And so with four months to go, a confluence of workshops and conferences to bridge the gaps across most pertinent climate issues will continue in the lead up to COP28 in November, generating new tangible and credible climate action is the aim of the all-important UN Climate Ambition Summit, which is on the 20th of September, which we think is the next critical milestone to gauge effectively the mood music for more progress. And as ever, of course, the politics of the day will determine whether there is enough determination to galvanise ambition. Thanks, Ehsan. So plenty of developments and still lots of room for further progress ahead of the event. Um, now, you've been men- you've mentioned that a core sticking point you foresee is the UN classification of emerging markets. Why is this so crucial? Yes, so the principles of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, that's the UNFCCC, this was set up in 1992. Countries were split effectively into Annex 1, that is developed markets, and non-Annex 1, that is effectively emerging markets. However, of course, the world is a much different place 30 years on in terms of emissions profile, as well as in terms of economic development. And so we believe that the split in the climate talks 
may pivot away from the bifurcation between the old developed and emerging markets into quadfurcation emerging uh, classes. That is effectively emerging markets uh, uh, that are wealthy, uh, emerging markets in general, and the most vulnerable emerging markets. And then, of course, this is alongside developed markets classified homogeneously. Now, whether this materializes or not at COP28 remains uncertain at the current juncture, but we are convinced that such a structural hurdle does need to be addressed if we wish to move forward with scaling the energy transition in order to meet net zero targets. And so just building on this, emerging markets today account for nearly half of global emissions and over a third of energy-related emissions. However, the volume of capital currently being deployed to transition emerging markets to lower uh, carbon energy sources is in effect insufficient to meet net zero. Indeed, volumes currently being deployed into clean energy is less than one trillion US dollars per year, which the IEA estimates is required by 2030 to meet uh, the net zero trajectory. Now, decarbonizing energy with a special focus on power generation is for us the most immediate and efficient pathway to keeping emerging markets on track to net zero as more than 75% of emission reductions does come from the form of power sectors by 2030. But uh, developed markets and emerging markets investment gap today is quite wide. And in fact, it has been quite widening over time, which today, of course, doesn't bode very well for a just and orderly transition. So the question becomes, how do we scale energy transition capital to emerging markets? And here, there are a limited number of supportive policies in place. Uh, and of course, there has been a lot of welcome steps. Just this month, the World Bank announced 15 CEOs and chairs that will make up the private sector investment lab, wherein the founding members comprise a core group charged with developing solutions to address the barriers to private sector investment in emerging markets that urgently require scaling to meet net zero. And it's, for us, it's a very strong, uh, great step forward in the right direction. And we are hopeful that COP28 will collectively unite parties to address issues surrounding mitigation, surrounding finance, loss and damage, as well as adaptation. Thanks for that, Ehsan. Um, have a great weekend and take care. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this MEFG Global Markets podcast. Rate, review and subscribe and contact your MEFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.